Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, and with me, as always, is Jen. Jen, you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. Uh, so today, you know, normally, Jen, we have this, like, uh, you, you know, like, uh, before we start recording, we'll go over, like, oh, let's, we'll do this, and then we'll do that, and then I'll ask this question, and, you know, we have, like, a lot of structure. No, we're freestyling today. I'm a little bit nervous about it. Yeah. Are you really? You seem so yeah. confident when we, we when we discussed it, but that's okay. You know, I'm just like I I <laughs> prepare and I'm, I have homework and I have notes and today I don't I don't really except I think it's okay only because I'm very very excited to talk about. You are super excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, you know, like today is uh, today's all about the vibes, right? All we're bringing today are vibes, and what we want to talk about today, um, just by chance, is uh. Asian American pop culture, and what I what I mean by that is, uh, we're gonna talk about one movie and one TV show. And the TV show, I think everyone knows what we're gonna talk about because everyone's talking about it, is Squid Game. But before we get to that, uh, we would be remiss if we just skipped over uh, the last movie we saw together, which was uh, Marvel's Shang Chi. Um, Steve, that yes. was not just the last movie we saw. Like, it it literally, um, it was, like, the last movie that we saw together, but also, like, the first movie we saw together in, like, such a long time. It's, like, monumental and historic. Was it the first movie? No, didn't we see... No, 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 not first movie ever, but, like, a, the first movie we saw together since, like, like in, like, 24 months, at least, Oh, no? man, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think you're right. It was... No, no, no. no. No, no, no. There was we watched oh, Black Widow together. We did watch Black Widow together. Wow. We watched Black Widow. I remember all sense of time. I've lost no, I, all sense of time. I remember because I was like, why is Jet so far? Because you sat all the way in the back. I did sit in the back. Uh, we went with a group of people, and I also was coordinating that group of people, and I literally just never want to do that again. But um, <laughs> she's like, you know, herding cats, you know. Uh, but. But even for Shang-Chi, we didn't sit near each other. No, but I was, like, you were close enough where I knew I could just, like, turn around and say something to you. And That's you why. did indeed do that. <laughs> I, and I did, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, why don't – I think you liked Shang-Chi a lot more – not a lot more, but a little bit more than I did, right? Would you say that that, that that was fair? That's the sense I got from you, like, both, like, in theater and, like, you know, some of our conversations, like – you know, afterwards. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you didn't, like, you didn't not. Oh, yeah, like let it, me right? definitely clarify. Yeah, 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 let me clarify. Yeah. I, I didn't not, I liked it. I definitely liked I, it, for sure. I think I had very little expectations going into it because I was like, I hmm. can't have expectations going into this because if it's terrible, then it's going to be terrible. And um, I'm going to be really sad about it. But, and so I tried not to, you know, be like this is going to be a really great movie and then lo and behold like it lived up to the hype i thought yeah. um it lived up to the weight i thought mm. and i am really glad to see that like most of the critical mass and like critics and um audiences like also really liked it and i think it's one of the more higher like high rated um uh, Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, um, can I ask you a question about something you just said? You you said like you 
lowered your expectations because if it was terrible, that would be terrible, right? Yes. Um, and I'm not it, saying that in a that, that would be terrible because I love Marvel so much. It'd be terrible because this was our Black Panther. Yes. Okay. That is what I wanted to ask you about. So yeah. So yeah. Not because like you wouldn't do that with um like you're not going to do that with like Doctor Strange. Absolutely right? it, not. I don't understand Doctor Strange. So <laughs> absolutely not. But but it's because oh that ties in really well with our with our themes. It's because it was like oh this is like an Asian Marvel movie. Yeah, it was so historic oh, interesting. And, and monumental. And it really, you know, to be honest, like, I think, and I'm not really sure what it is, um, but it didn't have, I didn't think it had the same, like, groundswell, like, a crazy retreat Asians, or even, or Black Panther, yeah, right? Like, 100%. I think the hype around, like, culture, like, ethnically, no, culturally, the hype around those two movies, like, really reached a fever pitch and I, I can't yeah, tell if for, sure. for this, it felt a little bit more muted than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't tell if it's because we're still, you know, in the middle of a pandemic and like communal movie going thing is not, is something that we're slowly getting back into, but it's not, it's still not like what, like what it was, you know? Um, but it was pretty monumental in the sense that this is sort of well it's shang chi's uh first entry into the marvel universe like ever right like sometimes yeah. like these characters appear in like end credits and they get introduced like this is like literally this is like no here is this character we're gonna build around and um we may have sequels we may not depending on how this does but like here's an entire like two hours and 13 minutes dedicated to to the origin story of this character that we hope to you know bank on and we hope will be one of the staple figures in like what what is it phase four yeah um but uh you know i think there was like there was a little bit of a controversy in the beginning when um uh the Disney president kind of, and I think he was speaking at it from a sense of we are, we are treating this as an experiment in terms of like, this is the first movie that we're really just going to release in theaters. No Disney acts, Disney plus access premiere, like black, yeah, Lilo, yeah. Like Cruella. Um, and you know, Simulu had a lot of problems with the way that that was worded and I like to give people benefit of doubt and I, I, I think the Disney CEO like clarified what he meant like we're not treating this Asian superhero as an right, experiment right. It's, it's really about the movie industry right now but but that's how like but you can understand why it gets taken that way when yeah. we historically are a group of people who are just not represented on screen ever and, and this was a big big moment for us and um I just really wanted it to be decent. And, and it, it was, was more than decent. So oh, more I'm than, yeah, so sure. happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell me about your thoughts because I think you're much more uh, meshed in the Marvel Universe, the MCU, and like mm. in terms of it being like a not just an origin story, but like a Marvel movie. Like yeah, what it, were your expectations going into it? And then also like what did you end up feeling about it yeah the way you describe my relationship with marvel there brought me so much joy and satisfaction (laughs) okay um yeah Uh, what i'm here for (laughs) okay so uh really quick 
uh, I feel like I, and not just me, but like anyone who like reads the comics and looks at the release calendars and looks at, you know, what titles are being published at the moment can get not a hundred percent with a hundred percent accuracy, but kind of get a sense of where the movies are heading and both like, uh, what characters they want to invest in, right? Mm-hmm. And so very recently, as of, you know, early this year, late last year, some titles that, you know, for characters and teams who historically have not had their own books uh, are coming out with their own books. One is Shang-Chi. One is Eternals. And the Eternals comics are, like, out of this world, bonkers good right now. Um, another one is and Black sorry, Knight. Do you read? Yeah. Do you read the comics? Like, like you consume Marvel comics? Yeah, and I don't read all of them. I'll be mm-hmm. completely honest. I don't mm-hmm. read all of them, but the ones that y- you can get a sense, uh, like, uh, like online, um, what people are like. Oh man, these this is a this is a banger. You gotta you gotta read this. You know, and yeah, I think. Yeah. The, I'll be honest, The Eternals is one that people were like, oh, pff, they're just doing this because of the movies. Yeah. And that may be true, but Jen, that clearly did not stop them from making or yeah, writing incredibly good comics with The Eternals. Um, I don't want to derail us, but are you looking forward to The Eternals? Um, I, 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 I like I in terms more... of like, are you looking forward to it as you would look forward to any Marvel movie coming out, or are there other expect like different expectations? You know, I, there are there are different expectations for me in that I believe that the Eternals will be a bridge to like more stuff. Like mm-hmm. I I personally have this theory that the Eternals will somehow lead to the X Men. Okay, that's like my thing. You know, okay. and there are. You know, Jen, there are two books that never stopped going into print for Marvel for as long as I can remember. That's Spider-Man and X-Men. Mm-hmm. Everything else comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. else comes and goes. The only two that never stop. I guess technically the Avengers, but even who, like, is on that team changes, like, a lot. But right, the two right. books that have never stopped going into print are, and not only have they not stopped going into print, there's like for each like family, which is like Spider-Man. There's like eight Spider-Man comics always going at the same time, and there's like eight X-Men books always going at the same time. You I know? I'm so um, interested in the X-Men and like what Marvel should be doing, will do kind of thing because I feel like with what you're saying, um, like they. I don't like I know there were like property <laughs> disputes and obviously who owns what and whatnot, mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. but they're able to now do that, right? Like take hundred percent. And so what you're saying makes me excited because if they're able to do with X-Men what they've done with these like all of these Marvel characters especially you know like the Iron oh, Man of the so world good. it's gonna be yeah. so good it's gonna but, be like, so good but why is that like unless we don't know like why has that not been like a priority or announced like you know what I mean like what there you know Feige has 
dropped hints. Like I remember at Comic Con before. I remember. You remember the one where they announced uh, Maharshala Ali as Blade? Do you remember that mm-hmm, one? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He dropped a line like he didn't say the word X-Men, but he used the term mutants and people lost their minds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think it's one of those things that they wanted, they know that's like the last crown jewel left. Okay. Right. Yep. There's certain crown jewels that they have. One is Spider-Man. Right. And the other one historically is X-Men. Those are the two by far, like most popular properties that they have. And they're trying. I I believe they're trying to be strategic, and they're going to set up the X Men as like the next kind of like Avengers. You Got know it. what I'm saying? Yeah. But I mean, who who knows? I mean, and and when I say the next Avengers, I don't mean like uh, that they're going to stop investing in others. Because like I said, when you take a look at the lines, right? So to bring this back full circle, right? Shang Chi, Eternals, Black Knight who is a character in Eternals. That's the uh, Kit Harrington role in Eternals. Mm-hmm. Has his own mm-hmm. has his own line. Um, uh, gosh, who's the other? There, there are more. Oh, Doctor Strange normally is part of, like, a team or whatever, and he, like, has his own, has had his own, like, um, series and stuff. Uh, and so you can kind of read the tea leaves like a little bit with that stuff yeah and i'll be honest like i i haven't read the shang chi comics but it's clear like they're investing in that property you know um and he has been he normally is like relegated to um like interactions with kind of like the netflix tier of like comic book characters but uh not anymore man he is like in his comic books he's just straight up interacting with all the the big heavies like all of them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and i think i think it's super cool and i think it's uh so like that's kind of like the expectations i went in with it like i was just curious like oh how are they gonna like how are they gonna use this guy you know um and i was like super not disappointed like i think the first the first half of that movie is it the only adjective i think i told you uh like at the end of the movie the only adjective i could use to describe it was like kinetic mm. there's something about um and simu like I've, I've been on his like instagram and when i see like the stunts like the background obviously is like cgi but like the stuff he's doing on the buses like yeah it's it's wire work like he's actually doing stuff on a bus yeah Yeah. um like it's not driving or whatever but it's it's you know it's like the prop bus you know it's not just like all cgi and it had a feeling of um some like not like old school more like new school but like real like uh martial arts like kung fu movies mm-hmm. you know like that mm-hmm. kinetic energy to mm-hmm. it especially in the fight scenes and, and you know that i really don't like fight scenes in marvel movies it's like it's really bizarre it's like this really bizarre reversal where like back in the day action movies were all action like no story you, you'd like roll your eye at the story but you went for like the action scenes and marvel movies kind of have it twisted where like you go for the mythology and the almost like the serialization of the story but you could literally not pay attention to any of the action scenes and it wouldn't matter yeah you know um and so it was nice seeing 
really good action scenes in a Marvel movie. Like, I, I feel like I haven't seen it since, like, The Winter Soldier. Yeah. You know? No, I, and you know how much I love Winter I Soldier. I do know. I do know. <laughs> um, I totally 100% agree. And then just to, like, like, add to that, like, and then when you have, like, good action scenes, then you're skimping on, like, character development in favor mm-hmm. of, like, those things. And this movie doesn't do that, like, I think. Oh, it definitely does not, yeah. So, I mean, and honestly, that's what you need for origin stories. But, like, it, this, to me, was not just, like, Shane Chi's origin story, but, like, it's, like, his dad's origin story. Yeah. Too. And so, it's, like, it's really tight, like, the the mm-hmm. plotting. And, like, yes, it's two hours, but it doesn't, like, necessarily feel like it's two. Some two-hour movies feel like three hours, right? Like, and yeah. this is not one of those movies. Like, like everything sort of just, like, moves at a pace that, like, you, it's exposition in some parts, but, like, it it's, it's I don't know how to explain it. It's quick, and, like, it yeah. didn't feel like, like, your typical origin story, except it totally is because they need to introduce him and why he's important and what he means for the next phase and all that stuff. So, um, I, I, yeah, I just really loved it. And then like, you know, from a cultural perspective, like they left things in, like he takes off his shoes and they're very small things. The interaction with the, with the, with the grandma, where the grandma grandma, is like, how come you guys haven't gotten married yet? You know? Those are like things that you used to hear all the time before you got married. I hear all the time Mm -hmm. as a single person. Like, and it's it's just like the food that the breakfast that they were eating wasn't mm-hmm. cereal like and i just really appreciated that so much because like it it feels like they're not whitewashing these characters in any way and like yeah yeah that's like they're like part what his culture and like what comes out of that is like is what makes him like special and unique and like he's allowed to be himself he's allowed to be asian in this world and even like the um the big monster or whatever it's like a freaking like i don't know no not the monster like the dragon you know they're yeah. Asian. <laughs> yeah you know it's like i i, I something i didn't th- there's something i didn't think about until you said it which is like, yeah they didn't whitewash anything they made everything uh pretty pretty honest in terms of like the asian american experience they actually dialed it up you know like the a little entire bit, yeah. movie is about like these very culturally specific things and i yeah. really liked that it didn't shy away from any of those things but this also again once again is like hey hollywood like fucking pay attention but like this didn't take anything away from it being number one at the box office for like however many weeks running, like breaking all kinds of records. It broke like the opening weekend, Labor Day weekend record, like pre like pre pandemic records. So it's it you cannot use this excuse like people aren't gonna resonate with certain like cultures or like like certain like things anymore. Just produce a really tight entertaining movie and people will go watch and again obviously this is a marvel movie so like we're talking about something completely like different from like whatever but right but do you know what i mean like i do like, i do that it's such an old antiquated excuse yet it still gets thrown around and it's like it's like wild and i just you know if i didn't love kevin feige before i like love him more now because like it just 
like the leaning into the culture of it all was just very overwhelmingly pleasant for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the only the only thing the only part where I think you and I disagree was uh, you know, like the first half of the movie is I agree, like so tight. But the second half is I think where like you kept liking the movie and I was like Oh, I'm done. Man. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's right after they. I, I guess technically you could say it starts when they meet Sir Ben Kingsley's character from Iron Man Three. Who I freaking I'm like that. That was great, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and even that was like fine, but like once they drive through the forest. Yeah. And even then, I remember like, I was like, man, there's like a lot of CGI, right? And then they get to the village. And it turns into Mulan, mm. you know, and it, yeah, it, yeah, and yeah. I, I'm not even saying I didn't like it. I'm just saying it like the movie's so fast before then. It, it, it like you like you said, it's so tight. It moves so quick, right? You're digesting all this information, and also like there's like it's almost like sensory overload all at the same time. Uh, you know, there's this stuff with his sister, stuff with his dad. You're learning more about him. You're learning more about him and his friendship with Aquafina, and then they get to that village, and it, fe- I, it feels like when you slam on the brakes and the seatbelt like has to catch you, it just like comes to like such a screeching. And I get for some people it's like, oh, the exposition, and you learn the history, backstory, blah blah. And like, I, I get that, but it, it's kind of like at that. So I'm not saying it was bad. It's just that the things that made it original. It just oh, turned the first half. Yeah. yeah, it just really turned into just a regular Marvel movie after right. that. Because before that, it was not just a. It was very exceptional before yeah. that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's funny that you say that because I think most people would say like that first half where it's a little bit more of the expository, even though it is imbued with like humor and like it. It does like the first half is the origin story part right like the second mm-hmm. half is where the mm-hmm. action actually happens and that's you're right, right. Like, I, I watched it uh twice the when i watched it with you was like the second time i watched it i was watching it and that the second half to me is not my favorite part because like i just i don't love all of that stuff like i love character development and i love like um character interactions with each other um so you're totally right, and I agree with you, except I think it's flipped in the terms of, like, how people view things like this, where the second half is definitely the more, like, action-driven, action-oriented part, and why you come to go watch a Marvel movie, right? It's, like, the takedown of the ultimate villain or whatever, yeah, yeah. and um, and you're right, like, I, 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 I totally agree with you, but the second half is also when we get introduced to Michelle Yeoh, who is, like... That's true the number one badass woman in the world and like um uh yeah no so i i i don't know that i like loved it much more than you did like i think you have more reservations based on like some of the second half stuff but like i think we liked it equally and yeah um i can't say i'm the biggest simu lu fan but i think he was really really great for this part and i'm really yeah. glad that and i think it's a you know like put out into the world what you wish, right? Like, he he was like, I want to play this part. And then, I mean, I know it wasn't... He called the shot, that, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He, like, shot his shot, and, you know, it worked out. So, uh, what did you think about... So, I have a question about his sister. Mm-hmm. 
is she central to his story all the time? No, I mean, I think this is one of the, like, when you're playing with house money, right, this is, like, the ultimate version of that. Because eventually, when they do, you know, bring out the X-Men, right, um, there's going to be a lot of expectation. And it's, like, you have to do justice to the comic book stories and the comic book characters because people are so invested in them and have spent so much time with them. Uh, The nice thing about Shang-Chi is that is nobody's favorite. Not only is Shang-Chi no one's favorite hero before this movie, but he wouldn't even be in the top five or ten of most people's lists. You know, uh, most people... Casual fans definitely wouldn't know who that is, would yeah. not be able to tell you. And it, most casual fans would not be able to differentiate between Shang-Chi and the Iron Fist, who was one of the Netflix characters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they took a lot of liberties. And let me tell you what, every, it felt like every decision they made, they like knocked it out of the park with all the liberties they took. And that's one of the benefits of playing with house money is like you can just like let creativity flow you're just you're just like you know we have no restrictions here there's no expectations to meet in terms of uh, oh we have to make sure we do right by you know because yeah. people are expecting this and that i mean there was none of that and they really just made it their own and i think that's part of why it was like so entertaining and so good you know okay. and yeah. so yeah no they they uh they they killed it and you know i want to go back to something you said earlier which is like you know the antiquated argument that like oh you know uh people have to be able to like culturally like resonate or not even culturally just be able to resonate with the story or the characters or this and that um because let me tell you something uh shang chi kind of like opened pandora's box and then what came out like later, I'm going to use this as a segue to Squid Game, is, I mean, like, talk about not needing to be, uh, like, culturally, like, relevant to uh, be, like, this monolith of, like, relevancy is, is Squid Game. Like, this, this is, this is, this show is so popular, Jen. Yeah. I, I... I can't think of the last time I was almost like peer pressured into watching something. Wait, are we moving on to Squid Game now? I was like officially. I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of using that as a as a segue, but we can go back if you need to. No, 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 no. We can definitely move on. Um, if you haven't watched Shang Chi yet, please go watch it because mm-hmm. you know it's great. So we can uh, we can uh, close that out. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, Steve, I don't have i told you i don't have an obsession of the episode Mm -hmm. for this why is that why don't you have an obsession of the episode this this is literally my obsession of the episode and my obsession of the week obsession of like the last like two weeks um i literally watched it uh (laughs) like when it came out and then i finished when did it come out it came out on the 17th when it first came out i think it was like maybe trending like uh like it peaked at like seven or something like mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. then by like day three it was number one and today it's still number one and i think it's number one in 90 countries so jen, jen can i tell you something yeah 
um, the camel that, or the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Was in terms you, of what you you watching it. Yeah, yeah. Was um, I have it right here, September twenty fifth, at six twenty seven p.m. You, we we're just like chatting or whatever, and you're like, my obsession is Squid Game, so <laughs> good, and I was like, oh, you know, at this point, then I should watch it. Like, how many people before that had been like, Steve, are you <sighs> watching this? Are you watching yeah. this? Uh, I made our friend four. watch it. Yeah, like, four people. Four people had mentioned to me, and each time I would, but I I should preface this by saying like. All four people who mentioned it to me before watched Korean drama. So I was like, oh, it's just another Korean right. TV show. Yeah. But then it's because, like, I know you know my taste. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm like, oh, Jen's telling – like, it's not like yeah, hospital but when playlist. Yeah, but when people were like, watch it, were you just like, this is a typical Korean drama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I was. Like, I was. are those – like, but they – do they not know you? Like – I wouldn't no, ask they, you to watch anything. Like, no, exactly. Like, like you would recommend. You'd be like, you know, you would enjoy Hospital Playlist, which you, you know, would, you, but whatever, yeah, right. But you're not like Steve. No, you have to watch it, right? Yeah. Other people were just like, oh, this is like really good. Like they didn't. There wasn't like a selling point. It was just like, oh, this is really good. You should, you should watch it. And I'm like, oh well, you know, like a lot of people think there are things that are really good that I wouldn't enjoy not because it's not good i just i personally wouldn't enjoy it when you were like yo this is so good i was like oh i remember turning to my wife at that point being like hey have you heard of the show she's like yeah of course i was like now i think we should watch it and then she was like okay and she was like okay let's try it out and we watched an episode and i think that it was like yeah it was like were you the next night were you into it starting with the first episode, or were you just like, I'm going to keep watching this because I've been told to? Um, I just want to. Oh, that's a great question. Your, I just want to hear your journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we watched the first episode, and I was like, this show is like messed up. I, I wasn't super into it that first episode, um, especially because, like, for me, and I, I think. I think it is excellent. I do. I think it's good. I don't think it's as good as everyone else thinks it is. And and yeah. I'll, I'll say for only one reason, only one reason. And it is still you can and this is going to sound like uh, stupidly obvious when I say it, but it, it's so obviously like Korean. And what I mean by that is, like, it's super dramatic, that first episode. You, you know? don't think the entire thing is dramatic? I mean, the entire thing is dramatic, but that first episode, it, like, is the most... It's like, of course, everyone's situation gets so much worse, you know, like, after they leave. Right. And so they're forced to go back. Okay. They're not forced, but they're, like, extra motivated to... Like, it could not have worked out any better for the organizers of the game okay so you know what this is something i actually wanted to talk uh i wanted to point out because i think it's um it's done brilliantly like you're you're casting that in a um like that's so dramatic or convenient kind of thing i 
I like a couple of episodes more than more than other episodes of the whole series. Obviously, I, I you know, like you, for sure, you have favorite episodes. We can talk about episode six, which I think is what people. And again, also, if you haven't watched this, like I would say, oh yeah, please there stop will now. Be spoilers, yeah, just yeah. come back later. Please stop now. After. Watch it and come back. Please watch it and then come back. But um, episode two is called Hell. And that's the episode you're talking about where people leave the game because they're given the choice to leave. And then oh, I'm um, sorry, you're right. That's episode two. Yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of the people come back, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, from a from a storytelling perspective, I thought that was completely brilliant because in order for Squid Game to not be another like. I'm not knocking, like, Battle Royale or anything like that. But, sure, like, sure. in order for it to not be this, like, oh, we're killing people for the sake of killing people or this is gory for the sake of being gory or whatever, it has to it has to be compelling and has to show people's, like, desperation and, like, why, why the motivations of all of these characters uh, to, like, either come back to the game or, like, why they even, like, entered the world to begin with, right? So, and it's really hard to do that within the context of if they kept the players in the game for all of the episodes the only way you'd be able to kind of get like snippets of like what their life is like or what what actually drives them to like risk their their life to be in this game would be done in a flashback sense right by bringing people giving them the giving people the choice to go back to their real life and then you get to see in real time what their life looks like and it's not the game itself that's hell like that episode title is specifically talking about hell for them is literally real world regular life yeah yeah, and you get to see that and it's not told in flashbacks which you know I obviously flashbacks are like really important tools for storytelling in most things but the fact that Squid Game doesn't have to do that and it, like, moves this plot along at the same time also developing these characters. Like, I just thought it was so brilliant that, like, that's the choice that they made. Um, and so I particularly really love episode two because of that. Like, I think from a storytelling perspective, like, it's just, it's brilliant to have to do that. And, like, yeah, like, I get it, Steve. Like, how could we, but, like, but you wouldn't have been able to, like, I don't think it would have been as powerful if you had just seen, like, in flashbacks, like, oh, this guy ended up here because of this. Like, they, and it's it's also that second choice, right? Like, the first choice is, the first choice you make, you kind of go into this game. You don't realize it's, like, a game of life and death because, obviously, everybody starts freaking out, like, from that first game when everybody gets shot. Um, but the fact that you came back after they let you out is, like, that's incredible. Like that's like, that's like how terrible is your life that like you're willing to die for a pot of money, um, you know, whatever. So anyways, like I thought episode two was just really, really brilliant, like storytelling. And like, I feel like more, more, more things should, should work this way where you figure out how to move the story forward without flashbacks. Yeah, no, I, I, I a hundred percent agree in terms of like real time, 
as opposed to like flashbacks. I feel like ever since Lost, it's um, yeah. It's I was been, gonna like, really not overdone. name check Lost, but like Lost is a great example of that. That is like half that show is flashbacks. Yeah. Um. I I guess for me it's like, you know, and I couldn't help but make the comparison to Parasite. Mm-hmm. Where for me, I I guess I'm just at a point now where, and it's not just Squid Game. It's not Korean. Uh you know, TV shows and movies, because I don't watch a lot of Korean TV shows and movies, I, you know, but even in, like, American TV shows and movies, like, everything always needs this, like, oh, we're going to humanize this person, or here's their motivation, here's, like, the family relationship, you know, it's, like, I think one of the reasons I like Parasite so much is, like, you don't know this family's backstory, all you know is that they're poor, and, like, that's kind of all you need to know, mm. and, uh, yeah, I think it is super... Yes, but, you know, you know, I think the difference between that is, like, nothing in Parasite is life and death from the characters' perspectives, right? They're not entering an arena where they, like, because they're poor. So, like, I think that's okay because even if you don't know anything about them, you know that they're dirt poor. And that's that's good enough for them to, like, want to climb this, like, uh, societal ladder and, like, do what they can to, like, you know, leech off of this, like, rich family. Like, the difference with Squid Game, though, is, like... That's not enough. Like being poor is not enough. I think of a motivator or for for someone to understand. Like, you know what? Like you are in the depths of hell, being chased by debt collectors, being cha- like being broken by like the utter poverty or like the other utter corruptness that like you live in. That like you would risk your life to be in a competition where you know like you are most likely not making it out. So I think there is a little bit of a difference between what you're saying and like uh, like the need for a backstory versus the not. And I think that's also like what makes, I don't know, like honestly, Steve, like I've been trying to wrap my head around why this is such a cultural zeitgeist and like it's reached this cultural mass appeal in a way that like very few things now do, right? Because like, we're all not watching things at the same time on like network television. Like there's a thousand streaming services. We're all watching a thousand different things. And there's very little that like, uh, kind of, there's there's nothing that we go to the water cooler and I mean, first of all, there's no water coolers, but yes, like the proverbial water cooler. But like, if there is anything that's like that, like, then it's very country specific, right? Like I would say like Ted Lasso over the past oh, couple of weeks, yeah, yeah. succession when it comes back, like those are things that like really touches on like, um, like people get really excited and like people are talking about it, but is it, are people talking about it in like 90 different countries in the world? And like, ev- like every meme that you see at that moment is about those two things. No, like this is completely like, like, this has taken over the world in a way that's like kind of like just insane to me. And I've been thinking about like what that, um, what that, like why that is. And I think that the great equalizer much more so than like, or the more universal thing, like much more so than like a rom-com or love story. I like love stories are like super universal, but like this, like, I think it's, I think, and that's why I think like parasite has also like, been such a like it's caught fire and i think it's like economic inequality and oppression is so universal even if you are rich like you can you you can understand it you know 
um, I think Jeff Bezos like tweeted about how he was excited to watch the show and everybody was like, this is about people like you. Like, um, I remember like Chrissy Teigen like tweeted about how much like she loved Parasite or like was obsessed with it. And like people were just like, you know, you're the you're the family upstairs. Right. Like and like. But but it's like even people like the Jeff Bezos and the Chrissy Teigen's of the world, like they're compelled by like stories that are so about like how unfair and unequal the world can be and everyone how, likes to view themselves how, as the underdog yeah and how devastating it is and and i think that's like that's what's transcends that that has what has transcended like all of this and like even people who can't watch horror or gore are like i can watch this because this resonates with me in one way or another so I don't know. I think I think that is the great like universal like theme that unites the world. And um, I don't know. I just I think like I don't know. I just have so much to say about it and feel about it. And um, I'm really excited that for once my obsession of the episode we we get to talk about it for like I mean forty five minutes. Your obsession of the episode is it seems to be everyone's obsession. I know of the I'm episode. like so basic, but yeah, <laughs> like no, I I don't think it's basic. It's just everybody's it just, into yeah. it right now. Everyone's yeah. into it, and I think you know one thing is th- like this is how you know people. It's like really zeitgeisty, right? It's when you see memes. Mm-hmm. Like I and I'm not saying. A TV show needs like memes for it to be good. That's not what I'm saying at all. But like in the, like in you know October of 2021, that's how you know a lot of people are watching it because a lot of people are trying to capitalize on it because yeah. they know there's an understanding. Oh, a lot of people have seen this. I just want to go back to the to the backstory thing real quick. Like I I I totally understand what you what you're saying. It's just uh and yeah, it is it's not like apples to apples with like parasite and and squid game it's just that for me i like i me personally like i just didn't need all of that yeah you know and yeah. for me i i think for some care and you know what it is i i don't think you needed it for every character either mm. you know mm-hmm. and, and and i think there's some characters where it's you're better off letting the audience project onto it a little bit. Yeah. You know, like we didn't need to know the details of like all the people, all the main, all the main players, you know, like that's kind of what it was, was for me. And it, it just felt like everyone's situation got worse instead of just like staying the same, mm-hmm. like everyone's got worse. And that was a little too like on the nose for me that's the that was like the korean part where it's like it wasn't like you got to look into their lives and they were like you know what it is worth it i'm going back it was like it it almost felt like everyone's like forced to go back because their situations were so like were bad and getting worse yeah like all within a span of like an episode you know and that's where i was just kind of like Oof. but you know what i'll and don't get me wrong, it's like I, yeah, episodes I, after I, that were very I get it. Very I good. totally get it, but I, I don't know that I completely agree. And I think this is one of those things where I think we just have different, like maybe like tastes or different like, flavors, um, yeah, different flavors. Because like I completely like don't agree with that a little bit, oh, completely a, a little bit. Like I don't know how to speak English. Um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, like I just I felt like the um, 
that like episode was was just genius um but i do want to speaking of that episode it's titled hell and um i think it's titled hell in both english and korean but the reason why i say that is because i feel like there was some chatter that maybe like the translation of the title was like off but it but there is chatter online about the translations, translations. right? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's okay. Can you, can you valid. explain that to me? Cause um, I, I like read some of the, I did, I'll be honest. Like I read a little bit into, but I don't. So like, for example, like my wife would be like, Oh, we're like, what are they saying? And I'd be like, mm-hmm. or like, is that correct? I'd be like, you know, I can't, I can't really say I can get like 25% of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like you, your percentage is probably a little higher. So yeah, could you, there there were definitely moments where I was like, oh, that's not what they, that's not what he said. Yes. So, um, I have to admit, I don't watch the. First of all, everybody should never watch things dubbed. So I'll just put that out there. Even though, are I there people that... that are watching this dubbed? Absolutely, and I think that is the um, default setting on Netflix. So really, um, and like you know, I know that dubbing like obviously those are voice actors and there's those are actors that are getting paid and like I want to honor and respect like anyone's work and anyone's like art but but please you know try to watch things subtitled right like like Bonjourno said and once you get over that like one inch barrier one inch barrier like your world your mind is just open to a lot of different things so I've heard different things because like I don't watch I'm I'm not reading the subtitles because I'm just watching it. Like I, I yo, you can watch it. it without subtitles. A hundred percent. Like I don't need. I don't. I don't read the subtitles for anything Korean because like I don't need to really. Whoa, um, that's actually that's super the impressive. flex. Yeah, no, it's it's really not. It's um, but and so I wasn't really paying attention, but I did notice something like very like like and then I like filed it away, and then it just became this bigger thing. But like, you know, the character of Ali. Mm-hmm. When he calls um, uh, the Sangwoo, Sang- I think is his name, mm-hmm. um, who I love, uh, um, even though he's not a great person. But whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, you love that guy? What do you mean yeah, you love yeah, that yeah. guy? Yeah, I love the actor, actually. Oh, like, oh I see. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. No, not the character, but like I, but like his character is so bad, and I'm just like, you're so good at this. They're so good at acting. Um, but Ali, Ali calls him Sajangnim, which in Korean is like CEO slash boss. Yeah. In the translation, it's just sir. It's sir, and, yeah. And that like dynamic that totally throws off the dynamic because sir is just sir. Like that sir is a word you use like respectfully to like someone older or like whatever. But That's like, what I use to like cops. Yes. But when he calls him boss, like that is like that completely changes the path. Like that shows you the power dynamic that he's put on that relationship. And like and it just it's a nuanced thing but it's like it's really important and like that's just like a tiny thing that i noticed but like there's a um there's a comedian named young me mayor who is um half korean and she's fluent in korean so she has this whole tiktok thread that went viral about like very specific scenes where she's just like this she says this and then the subtitles are this and that completely is the wrong thing because you're missing the point of like what she's saying and it will come into play like she does a really incredible job explaining it but she also is very visibly angry about it because she's like that like this like completely makes no sense and like I don't understand like how like and I think 
uh, I think it's opened up a lot of eyes on like translating and translation work. And I think that um, translate translating is like really hard to do to begin with, I think. Right. But like, it's really exposed these like truths about um, I think oftentimes translators get underpaid translators oftentimes get very little time to do what they what they have to do translators oftentimes sometimes get like scripts that are not final for the sake of like you have to get started on this stuff and then but then what ends up happening is like they're translating off of a script that like got changed and so like you're and so there's so many like things to this and the point of it isn't translations are bad or translators are bad at their jobs the point is like there's serious flaws to this work that's being done and it's not given enough respect or time to like to make things right and so I'm hoping that with all this discourse that like Squid Game has opened up like Netflix will either go back and like change like change the specific translations like on this on this show and you know sis systemically like maybe like just change the way translations are done um like in a wider wider way but like yeah it's really interesting to me and like you know does it really matter to like the um the person who is not like analyzing this and studying this critically probably not because you're still getting the story and it's like moving forward and you get it but I think so much of like art is the and so much of like what we consume should be about should be nuanced and like I think that's that's the conversation here like if you want to really respect like the cultural like aspects of like what you're watching like translations are like really really important in conveying all of that and like it just isn't a thing that's being done correctly and um I will also say I think um the consensus out there is that like the first episode is like fine and then it just goes off the rails in terms of the translation quality um like subsequently Mm. so um like i don't i don't know and also i just haven't watched it like with that lens because i didn't have to but it's just interesting to um you know, and I'm just like, oh, what am I missing? Everything that I've watched, like, in French or, like, you know, in other things. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. just taking things at face value, but I'm I'm sure that's not what's happening. So that's that's sort of, like, in a nutshell, like, what's been happening. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know that Netflix has addressed this specifically, but it's kind of yeah. blown up. I mean, I think it's also tough when you have certain types of languages. Um, like, like, you know, East Asian languages, like, like... I used to get this a lot when I was like growing up where someone would be like, Oh, what's the Korean for the name John? And I was like, mm-hmm. uh, what there is not. And I was like, and it wasn't until I took Spanish that I realized like what they were asking. Cause like there are certain languages that are easier to translate for each other than others. So there'd be certain sentences that I'm, um, you know, uh, I'm like hearing and then reading the, the subtitle for, and I'm like, I don't even not only is it like not 100% accurate, but it's like I'm actually having a difficult time trying to be like, well, there's no real translation for some of this stuff. And so I'm I'm sympathetic to it a little bit, but in general, like, yeah, there are definitely better ways to yeah. to do it, you know? Like there, there, it could be done in a way where I'm not like, that is not what they said, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, no, I, I get it. I think these are all great conversations to have I think what I'm excited about is not being like oh this is 
what we should think or, you know, this needs to be better or this was just fine. What I'm like so excited about is that there's this TV show that is Korean that warrants this these kinds of conversations. Yeah, yeah. And do you, as a Korean person, do you feel any way about about any of this? Like, I'll be honest, like I, I'm kind of atypical here, but it's just the the only thing I feel is like I cannot believe you know, a country with, like, our population size and yeah. our, like, GDP has now had a, like, Oscar-winning yep. movie yep. and, like, the biggest TV show yeah. of the year. And, yeah. I, I mean, you know, yeah, there's still, like, three months left. I cannot imagine an, another TV show coming on that really has the, uh, like, the vice grip on, like, pop culture, culture. that, yeah, yeah that that Squid Game has, you know, f- until the, until 2022, to be for honest. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Wait, can I, I ask you a totally yeah, random question? Yeah, yeah, I can't, why does he dye his hair red? I asked, I asked our friend Doug that. I, I didn't ask him, I literally just like, it really took me out of the moment. And he was literally like, I think it was just his way of like, I just need something to control and like hair color can be one of them. And the director himself was just like, oh, like, I think he said that like he dyed his hair red, like at some point, like um, when he was going through stuff. So like it, like the color, I don't know the color itself mattering as more as like, I need to do something completely different. But like that literally took me out of the moment. Cause I was just like, a little bit. Yeah. Why yeah. the F is, am I seeing what I'm seeing right now? Um, yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> okay. Okay. That, I, can't, I have to say that. No, I thought maybe there was like a Korean thing that mm, I wasn't I aware so. of. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think that the red hair means anything significant. I think it's just like his taking control over okay. like all aspects of his life. Um, Wait, can I ask he, you another question? Please ask me all the questions. Okay. I don't have the answers, but. Uh, no, 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 this is like specific to you, but it's like. So, okay, everyone's like, did you watch episode six, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah, let me go thing. back to episode six, yeah. yeah. Everyone... Did I also ask you this? No, no, you didn't, but I've had people be like, oh, tell me when you watch episode six. Did Did you not like episode six? It's not that I didn't like it, it's just that I didn't, I felt, I felt a certain way, or I felt a way about episode seven more than I felt for episode six what is episode seven again then okay so um, e- no i'm sorry not episode seven episode eight episode eight sorry episode eight is that so, the, the penultimate episode the penultimate episode yeah that is when sangu uh straight up kills. straight up kills Tepiak? yeah no yeah yeah Tepiak, right and because my thing was like hey yo man like she's dying like she all you, you just have to blow on you just gotta like blow on her you don't have yeah, to yeah, yeah. do that like, i think what it is, shows you what is that right right yeah like you, if you didn't already know that from episode six um even episode uh even episode, i would say uh, three yeah when episode he three knows, when he, he knows, knows the, game. What the game yeah yeah and and correct me if i'm wrong but kihun who is the main character he knows that tongue knew about oh yeah game, he knows right? he knows yeah i forget how though he knows because um this is like one of the benefits of watching it like later um when keon chooses the umbrella 
Sang was like, wait. Young, don't go. Or he, yeah, he, he was, says like, he, and then like, yeah. And then he's like, what? And he's like, uh, nothing, never mind. No, but you know? then, ha- but so then does Kihun think back to that moment and is like, oh, he must have known? Like, yeah, how did he know? Yeah, no, even in that episode, when they all get back, he like, they flash back to it in the same episode. Okay. Like, yeah. he like remembers his hesitation even in that episode. So. You know what's interesting to me about these characters, and I don't know, I'm not literally not being like, it's sort of like asking you, like, are you a Slytherin or a Griffin, mm-hmm. like, whatever, like, it's not bad or good, but, like, do you think you would be more like a Kihun who, like, no, 100%. really tries to, like, even though he know, I mean, actually, I don't know that they know that there's only one winner until very later, like, much later in the game, yeah. but, like, um, I mean, I guess you kind of figure it out as the pot of money goes up, every, like, every time someone dies. But, like, I think even towards the end, like, people think, like, we, are, we like, legitimately believe, like, we can split this. Like, we can... We can I mean, people, there's some people that really think that they can split it. I guess yeah, my, yeah. my thing is, like... But I guess, yeah, what I'm trying to ask you, though, is, like, are you more of this, like we need to form alliances. We need to be a team. We need to take this as far as we can go before we have to, like, you know, like, not do that. Or are you Ace Hanu, who, like, very, from the very beginning, you're just like, no, like, there's, I'm not depending on anybody. Like, if I win, it will be on my back. And if I lose, it will be because of me. You know which which one I am? I'm one of the 14 people that didn't come back. I'm I'm one of the people that is like no a hundred percent a hundred percent. I'm begging. I'm one of the people that like in that episode. Like I'm begging everyone, please let us go home. I just want to go home. And then I'm not. I'm one of the fourteen that is not coming back because I'm. That like, is not the question <laughs> I asked you, Steve. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. No. If okay. So if if let's say. Never, never left. There's because like, I literally would also be the person that doesn't come back, even if like outside world is hell. But but let's just for the sake. Yeah. You never no, got to leave. I'm, what are you I'm, doing? Are you yeah, forming no, alliances? Yeah, I'm. I'm forming an alliance. I'm lying to myself. I know that only one person is making it out. But to maintain purely to it's a it's a defense mechanism. Purely to maintain sanity, I'm convincing myself that there's a way we'll be able to split it okay you know like i'm just it's just cognitive dissonance i'm convincing myself so because if i don't i might actually go insane thinking about reality yeah you know what this show really made me realize um because i'm also the same way and i'm like that at work like i'm about team team players and like I'm just, yeah, I'm very much like, uh, like, I can't think of things like by myself, like doing things, achieving things by myself. And, and I'm, I'm like, not, I, I, I would feel real like, this is like a real world example, but like people that are willing to like, leave a war path in terms to like climb the corporate ladder, I just find so repulsive, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I totally, I totally, I totally get it. Um, but I will say that, um, the, 
the show has made me really realize who I am, which is which is more of a Keelan, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I think like I think honestly, individual success is not a thing. I I think mm-hmm. it's, it it like I think anything that we think of like like how successful you are, like it's built up like you've done it either on the backs of other people with the help of other people. Like I actually don't really believe in individual success like at all. Um because of sacrifices of others. And like, you know, like I can get very granular. Like like I feel like on paper I can I feel successful and I am successful. I like wouldn't have been able to do this without like the sacrifices that my parents made or whatever. Like so like I literally feel like no one can claim that like the riches that they've built for themselves or the success that they've built for themselves is like purely on like oh for sure but 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 i think there's a there are a lot of people who don't think that like obviously like i mean most people don't honestly most people most people people do not like even when you say like go ahead and i think you know for me the marvels episode was was so good but like my favorite game in squid game is where can I guess? War. Damn it! Oh, sorry, sorry. Were gonna you gonna guess, guess that? Yeah, I was gonna yeah guess because they have to work together. together? Yeah. And like, and if you don't, then I mean you're all screwed. But like, yeah, it's so interesting. But like, also, and I'm like, like not being articulate about this at all. But like, but also, even the the prize and the money that you're like competing for, for most of the people there it's for somebody else right Mm. it's for like it's to like free your brother from like the children's home you left him in it's to like pay for your mom's surgery it's to like it's to like like keep your mom's business up like it's really like and so like the bonds that you're like they're forming like but it's like it all is like it goes back to like nothing is like individualistic except yeah like I don't know it's just an interesting thing to think about or it's just an interesting um way to I don't know like put things into perspective but um I think also that's why I love episode six so much because that's when they start to really tear these people apart and How, oh yeah, that's that's really where the seams start to yeah, fall apart. Yeah, what a devastating thing to do, right? Like make people pair up in teams, and oh, you thought you were going two to two with somebody? No, like you're competing against the person that you like the most, or the person that you chose because of like X, Y, Z, the husband and the wife. Like that's uh, that that was that was that was crazy. Like, yeah, I think most people in general aren't even aware of the help they've received along because it's like human nature to credit yourself for your successes and then blame mm-hmm. external factors for for your failures that's just like a a normal thing because like yeah i think on a high level we can talk about like our parents whatever but i'm like even more day-to-day like granularly like there's probably a dozen people who just by virtue of them having done their job just competently yeah. have like helped you do your job competently or whatever it's just yep. it, you know it's just so yeah I mean there's definitely like that aspect that like component 
of it. I think, uh, yeah, episode six, like the marbles episode is, uh, it really, uh, yeah, when, when they announced that you're competing against your partner, that like totally threw me for a loop, mm-hmm. you know? I mm-hmm. thought when he chose the, the grandpa as his partner, and, you know? and he chose him as much as he like really loves the grandpa and like want like has like brought him along. Like he also chose the grandpa at the end because he ran out of choices. Oh no, no, he had he found no? a partner. Wait, he found he it was the the soccer the soccer coach math no the soccer playing mathematician math teacher. Why did he end up with the grandpa? Because he, because he saw that the grand, no one was going to partner with the grandpa, so he said no. The oh, guy was God. like, "Listen, I'm like a great partner. I've I said no to a lot of people because I wanted to partner with you. I play, I'm fit. I play soccer on the weekends, and I'm smart because I, um, you know, uh, I'm a math teacher. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. just shake my hand already. And he was like, "No, I got to go back to the grandpa. Yeah. Because yeah. no one, you know. So, um." Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, but it's funny. Someone was like, did you cry? And I was like, cry? Like, why would I cry for episode six? But apparently a lot of people cried during episode six. Like when, uh, when that girl sacrifices herself for the other girl, mm-hmm. you know, like doesn't yeah. play. And I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, I didn't. Apparently, people felt like a, a, a certain way about it, for sure. But no, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it's like not good. It, it, it's it's very good. I just I was just more floored by eight. Eight, I was just like, you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. I can't believe, like, seriously, all you gotta do is flick her. She she's not going anywhere. Well, what do you? Why are you? Do? But to your point, yeah, it just shows how far he had gone, you know, and how far he was willing to go. Um. You know, uh, uh, one of my favorite, not, it's not a theory, but like, um, the characters in the show, the way they die is, is reflective of some of the things that they experienced in that hell episode. Whoa. Um, so like, Sebyeok, remember, she goes back to that guy who swindled her money and like, um, threatens to like slit his throat. Yeah, yeah. And that's how she ends up dying. Whoa. Um, Sangwoo dies. He kills himself. Right. And he was in the middle of killing himself before he got called back to the game. Um, oh, yeah. The You know the gangster with the face tattoo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He was about to jump off a bridge. And oh, he, yeah. And he dies from that glass thing, the glass yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and then I forget there was like one other thing. Like, I think, oh, in the Hell episode, at the beginning of it, like, Ki-hoon swears on his mom's life, like, when he tells the pickpocketer, like, you need to like, oh, untie yeah. me, and he's like, I swear yeah, on my mom's yeah. life. And then, like, in the end, when he goes back home as the winner, like, his mom. She did. Yeah. And so I thought that was, like, really, really interesting. I'm not really sure if that the writers, like, like writer literally meant to do that, but I, I guess so. But I feel um, like they had to have. But I, yeah, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm a thousand percent like it's too coincidental, coincidental yeah. for it to Especially because but... for all of them, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this Hebyuk death made me really like mad because literally she wasn't 
intro okay. from the actual okay. game. Okay. I'm right? glad. Okay. Listen, I'm glad you brought this up because here was my frustration, right? I'm thinking like they go painstakingly out of their way to make the games quote unquote fair. And like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you could say they are psychopaths, which they are, but it doesn't take a lot. So, for example, I knew immediately that that one girl who did not have a partner was mm-hmm. going to the next round. I was like, they're not going to kill her because that's she didn't lose. She just right. doesn't have a partner. I know. And my wife was like, what? They're like, no, they're going to kill her. I'm like, I, I, I promise you, the way this game works is about fairness. It is more fair that she moves on because she didn't have a chance to compete then she loses because she can't compete without a partner. Yeah. So I, what I'm saying is I can put myself in the mind space of a psychopath that is also obsessed with being fair because when the glass bridge exploded and you see that she's like injured, if I were her, I would be like, you need to fix this. I, I right, I won and you caused me injury and it wasn't even part of the game like it's one thing mm-hmm, to be injured mm-hmm. while playing the game like why are I you won. making this bridge explode like yeah. what's the point like you need to fix this so i can participate you know like we don't have to wait until i'm fully recovered but at least bandage me up get a doctor in here and like sew me up to the point where i can still participate you mm-hmm. know and i was so mad that she wasn't Say like she was hiding it. Like why hide? Like okay, if you don't want to ask, at least show it off. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And like put the ball in their court. And I I know this is like so hypothetical and like about fiction and like a not real situation. But I yeah no I totally get it. I was very frustrated. I was like freaking out. I was like it's it's not real. And I was like I just it just doesn't make any sense. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm I'm right there. I'm right there with you. I was like, that's not fair. You know, like you should, she should say something or they should know. They probably already knew, but they weren't doing anything about it. And I'm like, that's not, that's not right. I, I mean, yeah, I just, I like thought about it recently and I was just like, huh. Yeah. So, I mean, they've, they've, I've heard, I mean, obviously this goes without saying that they've announced intentions for season two. And I think they kind of leave it off in a way where they allude to to season two. Um, so I'm just really curious how this goes. I have a question. Were you surprised that the old man was the one in charge? Yes, except I read spoilers, so I found out not from the show itself. Okay. But, I, you um, know, I, I was just going to say, isn't, isn't there, there's an episode where and I think it's the VIP episode where they show the the front man, right, mm-hmm. talking to someone who's an old man, and they don't show that old man's face. And right then and there, I was like, oh, is that the, like, is that 001? Is that player 001? And I feel like for most people, like, they're just so caught up, they don't put two and two together. But for me, it's like anytime you don't show someone's face, that means the like the face means something, mm. you know. That's mm-hmm. how like I didn't get this, but my wife got. It. She was like, "Oh, I bet you the front man is the cop's brother." And I was like, "No way!" How? But, yeah. How did she know that? Because she was like, "Well, they're not showing 
like his face, right? So like it means he's someone and he's like obsessed with finding this cop. Mm-hmm. You know, so she's like, I bet you that's his brother. And then for me, I was like, yeah, you know, that guy, the, 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 the orchestrator of all this, like it's an old man. And it's an old man whose face we're not supposed to see. I was like, so it's probably, it's probably the, the old man. So it's just, it's just, uh, I'm just like curious, like what other, like what other surprises are like left to be played but i don't know like we'll see like i kept thinking like oh what if there's some people that died that come back but i mean that well i don't think the sense. cop died if they're gonna do a season two i don't think the cop is dead really because yeah, he gets shot in the shoulder yep and he falls off a cliff into the water and i think he can very easily survive so i don't think he, he very I, I, easily oh my I mean, you know, like, you know, in in the fictional world, very easily survive. Like, um, like you know, crazier things have yeah. happened. Um, hey, can I ask you a thing? Yeah. Does Kyun have a brother? They don't say anything. Did about it, I that, thought do they? I thought they said something about him having. I don't know. I'd have to rewatch it, but I. Well, there's it... a theory that the old man is Kyun's dad. Uh. And. There's like some explanation and some things that have happened where they think that, but I also don't believe that because unless he, because you know why? Because um actually because Kyun talks about his dad like a memory with his like having memories with his dad and like I'm just like so if that was your dad so if you were old enough to like remember your dad before right, whatever right. happened to him happened to him like you would see the old man and be like, that's my dad. So like, I don't, I, I don't think that holds, but, um, but yeah, anyways, like I feel like um, we went real deep diving into this and more so than anything we've ever talked about, be- just because yeah. I literally think we just like talked about it a lot, but um, I think all to say, you know, we, we all should watch it. Watch um, it. Just watch it. It's so good. It's very good. Like I, like sometimes when things like this blow up, like sometimes it's not good, but like, or sometimes it's not as good, but this is actually really good. And from like the, I don't know, hour that we spent talking about it, like, I think people, you, you get it. Like it's, there's a reason I think why it's, it's still number one. And um, I'm excited for the cast to go do things. Um, I don't think there's going to be a season two anytime soon. Cause like he literally, spent 10 years doing this um and uh and also i don't know that i want a season two just because like he has made it very clear that like if there is a season two like he's not gonna be the sole writer like he wants a whole writer's room oh. like um but i can't imagine a world in which netflix is like lets him not do a season two yeah that is listen, you know i would i jen not only would I bet my house, I would bet your house. Yeah, okay. yeah, and I'd be like, okay, for you to do that because it's there's no way, there's no way. There's but no way. I think it'll be a while, and we'll see if season two can hold up or whatever. But um, you know, like I, uh, I think you know more than anything, like I think Netflix really understood that they needed to pour their resources and invest in global content and it's paying off for them so hard and they were on this they were on that 
journey or they were on that um, train before everybody else. And I think at this point, people really can't catch up to that, you know? Yeah. Can I leave you up with, yeah. leave you with one question, right? If you, I'm not asking you to predict because I think that's like silly, but what would be your preference for season two? Ready? It picks up from the airport terminal mm-hmm. or you fast forward like two years or a year or whatever. Mm, if you fast forward two years, it means it's just another group of people that are playing Squid Game. Possibly. I don't know. Like, is this Kiyun's story or is it like, like obviously his character would possibly probably come back in, in some fashion or is it the story of Squid Game and the, the police officer's brother? Yeah, I think it would be, I don't think it would be as What would you prefer? I would prefer right off the plane. Like, I need to know exactly what happens, um, like, what his journey round two is. Um, But I think that where there's a gap for me is the front man question. Like, Mm. who is that? Why did he win the game? Why did he end up working for this? Now that the old man is gone, is he the, like, the sole, like, inheritor of, like, the mastermind of these games now? And, like... What is your deal? Why did you kill your brother? Like, there's so many things there. It's just, it's just less compelling, I think. Yeah. Because it's I, not, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought one of, the, like, when they fast forwarded a year, I thought what was going to happen was they were going to tell him, now that you've won, your job is to be the next front man. But that's obviously not the case. You know, um, clearly, like, the police officer's brother was a winner one year and then now, like, works there. But that's not, like, a thing that every winner is supposed to do. Yeah, you know? yeah. So so yeah, we'll we'll see season two. Twenty twenty four, who knows? <laughs> Maybe. You know? Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, just continue to watch the myriad of TikToks and like mm-hmm. like the memes that come the the cast was just on Jimmy Fallon last night. Like, yeah, like it's gonna it's gonna we're gonna be living in Squid Game World for a little bit and I am okay with that. I'm okay I'm okay with it as well. So uh with that, as usual, remember to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. And, um, oh, the one last thing we wanted to say was uh, in preparation for our next episode, uh, Jen, we talked about this off air. Jen will be watching Fast and Furious 7. Uh, what I will be watching is TBD for the moment. So if you want to do, if you want to follow along and, you know, watch what, uh, you know what we're going to be uh, talking about in preparation. Go ahead and rewatch Fast and Furious Seven if you haven't already watched it, and um, you know we'll TBD on on what on what I'm watching. Uh, with that, Jen, you want to say bye? Bye, everybody. It's been nice talking at you about Squid Game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, everyone.